if we're hitting you on a Wednesday, you know there's something up and there's something that we need to get off our chest. FRPC Hoops is on the air. I am here with the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of one Loretta Curran, RIP Mom, Nico. What the hell is up, man? Oh, not a whole lot today. Uh, I think most of us are, it's it's still kind of a somber feeling overall. Um, the, the Twitter or X community has been uh, getting a little crazy these last few days. And not just the company brand switch. Just everything else that's been going on on NBA Twitter. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that momentarily. Yeah, because I got a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, you had a uh, like a bachelor party. I did. I did have a bachelor party. Yeah. This past weekend, that was uh, very very intense. It was a lot of fun. We went to a rage room, which is a newer thing. I had to explain it to you afterwards. Um, it's just basically a room you go in and break a bunch of stuff. Uh, so we did that. We did axe throwing. We went out for ribs afterwards. It was, it was nice to see all my friends and just like go out and have that experience with them for sure. I think I got to go talk to, to, to people who are kind of my age and see if they they know anything about a rage room and see see how it probably works. probably not too much. Um, my dad had heard of it before. My he we had went axe throwing once previously, and I think through osmosis or being in the situation, whatever, he looked into it more and then kind of heard about it. So he was the one who came up with it and he is uh, a little older than you. He's 60. So, um, I guess at least he knows about it, but I don't know how many other older people have known what I've been talking about when I mentioned it at all. Yeah. I was like, um, so this is what the young people do to deal with whatever is going on with them. I, it's still it's still very niche like it's not like it's super common and a bunch of people do it there's like my city is pretty big and there's i think two of them in the city and the one we had to go to was like in the suburb it's uh not not quite mainstream yet and to be honest i'm not sure how much demand there will be for it overall because like there are some things you can do there that are really cool, but like afterwards, I think the novelty kind of wore off for all of us who were included. Like uh, my friends and I enjoyed ourselves, but we'd much rather go back and do the axe throwing than go going back and doing something like that again. Yeah, it didn't sound like you, but I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, I'm with it. <laughs> Just yeah. what you want to do, more power to you. <laughs> we had different ways of dealing with stress back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah. How yeah. was this? That was probably uh, not good. No, no. The drinking no. wasn't good. 
um other things you know we would do other things mm-hmm. i guess and, and uh you know we go to vegas that's what we do yeah yeah Boys. That, that would have been that would have yeah. been crazy but the wedding is too pricey to afford an expensive uh, bachelor party bro i got you i'm just saying like we would have figured oh, out some like lake house or, i don't know we'll figure something out <laughs> i don't know what's going on yeah all right uh we've kind of held off on it long enough and uh this pod is not for uh, normal basketball types of situations. This is really what we believe Front Runner Podcast Collector is going to stand on. Uh, this is yeah. something, this is a topic that I honestly personally did not want to hit because I was mm-hmm. like, I want to see it play out. And then I want to talk about the ramifications down the road. But my only concern when I found out that LeBron James Jr. had went into cardiac arrest during a run at USC, my only mm. thoughts were, oh, my God, is he okay, one? Yeah. And how is he, him, dealing with the possible loss of something that you love as a young person? Because remember, mm-hmm. he's 18. That's the thing I want everybody to remember. I don't want yeah. you to remember how much money his dad has made. Because, mm-hmm. by the way, that is his dad's money. Yeah. I'm not saying his dad doesn't share, but it's his dad's yeah. money. Yeah. I don't care about the fame that his father has garnered. I don't mm-hmm. care about what you think his choices are. I'm just worried about the 18 year old at this point and where his mentality is. Cause it's also connected to how he is, how this is all going to, you know, play out. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you have a good mentality about it, like I'm going to attack this, you know, I'm going to do everything I need to do. I'm going to listen to the doctors and maybe this is such a positive result. I don't even want to go there yet, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I just yeah. hope for him. I'm sure he has just tremendous support from his family, but the onslaught of hate, and that's what we're about to get to. Yeah, that came I, on Twitter, and you saw it. I really didn't see it, so okay. go ahead. Disgusting, disgusting overall. That's all. All I can say, like you <clears throat> mentioned, this is a fucking child. This is a child that just suffered one of the scariest things you can go through in the entire world. And like you said, he went through it doing the thing he loves. The the thing that he is seen as a calling for himself. He His dad being who his dad is, this is something that's been tied into his life since birth. And probably a safe space for him. And it's where this awful tragedy happened. And man, like we've seen stuff like this happen before. We've seen uh, Keontae Johnson. We've seen Isaiah Austin. We've seen... Hank Gathers, man. Hank Gathers. Yeah. I mean, like, I know there's nobody who probably listens to this podcast that's old enough to know what happened to Hank Gathers. 
mm-hmm. but it was a Western, uh, it was a WCC tournament game, and he collapsed okay. on the court mm-hmm. in front of his teammates, fans, what have you. Mm-hmm. It was jarring to say the least, one, and to see, by the way, someone, some considered a top pick in the draft that was coming up, just die. Yeah. Just die. It was. And that's what could have happened. That's what could have happened with Bronny in this situation. I'm sure when it was happening, he had no clue what was going on either. uh, I, I mentioned those names because when those events happened, there was this rush of love online. And of concern and of worry about these young men and the situations they're going through. Even you go back to some situations that aren't even like threatening like this. Like uh, I remember Kevin Ware or Gordon Hayward. Moments like that where the entire community just rallied around someone to be like, we're so sorry this happened to you. We support you. With Bronny in this situation, it felt like every LeBron hater had to get their fucking shot off at this young kid's expense. And then on the other side, like on the more typically intelligent side of Twitter, there was just all this talk about his draft stock and like how this is going to impact his career going forward. And it felt like no one like took a fucking second to ask if this kid is okay. Like, Holy Christ. Like my prayers are with him right now because I can't even imagine what he is like dealing with mentally. And then to have like the public almost attack you at your weakest moment when you are still a child, like, all this other basketball shit can fucking wait. Like, he's got life to figure out right now. He wouldn't be playing college for another several months. He wouldn't be declaring for the draft for another year. He wouldn't be coming into the NBA for longer after that. I I don't know why we need to rush to figure out what how this is going to impact his draft status or how this is going to impact USC's season this upcoming year. We we need to look at the kid and we need to make sure he's okay. I I can't even imagine like going into cardiac arrest at that age. It's got to be incredibly intimidating. And your psyche man like, from here on out like you're he's in the best shape that he's ever been in. And he'll continue yeah. to be that. Like he'll continue to do that, right? Yeah. He, he hasn't even hit his physical peak, right? Um, so the psyche would be a, a question, and that's the thing that I am praying for is that you know his his dad is is a strong minded person, his mom seems like a very strong minded person, uh, his brother the same, and uh LeBron's mom. Uh, 
I don't know Savannah's uh, parents that well, but I'm sure they're strong-minded yeah, individuals he's got, too. They, they, he's got a family around him. So I'm, yeah. I'm so happy with that. But I will say this: you, you ask why? I'll tell you why. Because we are a generation of self-interest to a point of staggering proportions at this point. Things that shouldn't concern us do. Yeah. And that, it might be counter, counterintuitive to the podcast, right? Because we talk about a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I will say here, I will say here, it is just basketball at the end of the day. I love it. I love talking about it. I love entertaining people. Oh, yeah. I love telling little jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. But it is basketball and we're supposed to have fun with it. Yeah. And the intriguing storylines will kind of create themselves. They don't just manifest. But it's yeah. the worst of us right now, dude. It really is the worst of us. Yeah. On either side. Because mm-hmm. I did have a person say these words to me about, well, I wonder what this does. And I said, can we can yeah. we just allow the young man to convalesce? And, yeah, and also... Can we can we make sure not just he's okay, but mentally he's okay? Yeah. Because this yeah. is going to take a second. Sharif O'Neal, I, I don't know everything about what's going on with Ronnie. I do mm. not. But yeah. if this is similar, if this is similar and we do not know, yeah, that kid went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Just to get back on the court, yeah, and it it changed who he was as well. It it's just one of those things that this is a life changing, life altering event that's gonna probably change the way you have to think about the way you move for the rest of your life, and just really can constrict who you are. Uh, not just like as an athlete, but just as a fundamental mover of your body. It's going to reshape kind of the way everything goes for you going forward. And then there's also the the question of medicine and blood thinners and stuff. And if that's the spot that we're in where he needs to be on blood thinners with regularity, then all of a sudden, like elite athletics are almost out of the question. So, I'm sorry, Bronny. That's just all I want to say. Like, I'm sorry that this all happened to you. You do not deserve this, and you do not deserve nearly the vitriol that you're getting. Let let me cape up for him. Let me cape up for him for a second. Going through this. Yeah, let me cape up for him for a second. Here's the thing. I love you, mom. I won't curse. Um, I'll curse for you. What was so important that you guys had to get these uh, takes off? Here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. No matter what you think of that man, we love basketball. And we now possibly 
could be robbed of a talent. That's not the most important thing, but if we're here to celebrate basketball, right? Because that's what we do. Yeah. We want good players, smart players in the league. This mm-hmm. man has a, a father who's a, a potential Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I didn't mean potential, but meaning like it's not happening yet, yeah. but it's pretty, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they always talk about LeBron being a computer and being yeah. able to see things, you know, five steps ahead of time. We we celebrate Jokic and his play. So here's mm-hmm. a light that could could possibly, we're not saying it is, could get extinguished. And the first thing y'all are jumping off about is <clears throat> the hate for his dad. Yeah. What has, and two things. One, what has Bronny done to anyone? Yeah. Just be born? Yeah, that's, that's part of it. There is a uh, pretty strong like movement online against uh the children of superstars right now what they call nepo babies and i think he's kind of got wrapped in with that as well that being said this is in athletes nepotism doesn't help you as much as it would in other fields especially like going into the pros it'll help you get into some university you don't deserve to go to for sure but it's not gonna get you into the fucking league on nepotism as a child basketball Um, is a meritocracy you gotta be good you gotta be good Good, at playing basketball come and play and he's kind of got wrapped up in that because he obviously his uh, draft stock, there's been so much conversation around his draft stock. Like, do people draft him higher because his dad will then come to that team or whatever? So I think all of that has kind of got tied in with him and he's faced some criticism for that. And then all the hatred for LeBron as well. It's kind of led to this weird pocket of so people. So, Nico, let me ask you this question. Like let me ask you this question. For years. How many times have we heard it's who you know? How oh, many times yeah. have you heard that? Yeah, a million times. Okay, so why is this different? He knows LeBron James because he's his son. Yeah. So if this was, if he was, if LeBron was uh, the CEO of Nike and he made his son like a regional vice president, would anybody have a problem with that? Well, I think yes. That's like the the thing online right now that people are getting really pissed off about is just they, specifically what you're talking about there. Like kids getting higher up jobs, getting uh, admission to universities, especially specifically with the affirmative action thing that just happened. People are then looking it's at nepotism legacies, all that. going on since the dawn of yeah. time. Yeah, and people are trying to make moves to actively change it where they can. Okay. So, or that's, but that is convoluted. It's just like all that, all that criticism against Nepo babies has been like tied in with Brawny. And to have this happen at that time as well has led to like an added layer 
of criticism coming to a young man who just went through a life-threatening event. And it's it's just insane to me. Can you do me. me a favor? Can you read, like, two comments that kind of stuck out to you? Oh, I got it. Have anything? I, I don't have it offhand. I do you have most anything like a synopsis of, mo, of a couple mo, of these comments? Well, you know, it's just like a lot of people shit posting, reposting memes. It's a lot of uh, people who I I seen co- comments specifically about draft stock really mm-hmm. frequently popping up everywhere. I I get when I see stuff like that, it just piss me off. I scroll by it. I I don't right. try save it and and move on and like keep receipts of negative energy. I know that's a lot of people do that kind of right. stuff. It's just, I got to get her out of my head. Yeah. All I right. Gotta, so he, he, here's the deal. We sat here and held our collective breath when DeMar Hamlin laid uh, lifeless on the ground um, mm-hmm. last year when in, during a football game, the outpouring yeah. of love and the outpouring support, was um was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Now the kid obviously is okay in the sense of he is out of ICU and he is in stable condition, so we don't have to worry about that. But this is just like a child almost getting hit by a car. This is just like a uh or getting you know, some sort of. Car. Yeah, this is this is surviving. Yeah, this is yeah, this is just like that. This is like some sort of harrowing experience. And I just want to ask the people out there who are this age, if I sat there and told you tomorrow you are going to be in a situation where you're not gonna know for about Two hours, whether you're going to live or die. Yeah. And probably the most painful experience you'll suffer from, too. Absolutely. I mean, I have this on on another level. You know, I saw my mom suffer for the last year with heart and lung issues and stuff like that. Like, I saw her, like, sit on the edge of her bed, lean forward, you know, just, she couldn't be like this. She had to be tilted this way to the point where it looked like she was about to fall over a lot of times Mm -hmm. because her chest hurt. Yeah. You imagine your chest hurting at 18. Yeah. At 18. You don't, you don't smoke. You eat right. You work out regularly. You are in the, you are a, you're built like a building. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it just goes wrong. Just for a split second. And now your life is upside down. That's what this young man is going through. And for anybody to sit there and not have, have some sort of I know somebody who went through this or I know somebody who kind of went through this or I went through this or my, I saw my sibling go through this or 
I heard about my cousin going through this or my aunt went through whatever it is. You're going to sit yeah. there. There's nobody within like a six person radius of you that this not that something like this has not happened to where there was something close to tragic that happened that mm-hmm. kind of changed them fundamentally. Yeah. You know, shook I them dealt- to their core. Yeah, de- absolutely. I dealt with a uh, pretty similar, actually, uh, medical situation that uh, cardiac arrest with my father uh, from when I from when I was really young, starting in uh, the seventh grade, and then going on. He had multiple episodes throughout my life, and I've I've seen how much it's changed who he was and who he could be athletically he has a hard time now walking too much of the day and when he was younger like set records as an 800 meter sprinter like he's he used to be really athletic as a young man and then whatever like life happens you have kids it gets harder and then this just strikes you and you have a hard time getting back to life as you used to know it now obviously lebron james jr being younger and being in a position where he has all the money and medical resources he could ever ask for he's going to be in a better spot going forward but there's almost no way an event like this doesn't change your life and i'm just sorry for him that he is this young and before the year that was supposed to be the best year of his life to this point, he's had to go through something this life changing. And uh, also be really introduced to the hate. Like he gets, he got oh, it before oh. he got into the NBA, whether he was going to get yeah. there or not, mm-hmm. he got it. He got this vitriol. Yeah. Early. He got indoctrinated early now because yeah. of this. So when he doesn't want to do interviews, let's say this let's say this kid turns out to be good. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't want to do interviews and he wants to be kind of kept to himself and people will start to wonder why, I'll go back to this. Yeah. I'll go back to this and I'll go, you created this. Mm-hmm. So when you say I don't have yeah. access to him, or he's he's Kawhi aloof, and we'll get to Kawhi in a little while. But you'll you'll see why now. Yeah, you'll see why he will always have like six, seven bodyguards around him. You will now see why everything is constructed. Yeah, LeBron didn't just become this he was shaped he was so the moves that he makes whether you like them or not nine times out of ten the criticism that you have bestowed upon him probably created the person you don't like just so you know and by the way here's the other thing that I always think is real funny about these things You gave engagement, whether it was positive or negative, and it could have been a, a huge, cool moment 
in like social media history if we would have just mm-hmm. had an outpouring of love and and vibes and support for this kid prayers mm-hmm. thoughts of thoughts of you know concern uh well wishes and things of that nature and i'm sure there was a lot of that and i'm not saying there wasn't yeah, so for the people was. who did there was for the people who did god bless mm-hmm. you god bless you and god bless your heart mhm for the people who didn't take a real look in the mirror about who you are mm-hmm. <laughs> because who you are tells me a lot about what what's around you as well yeah so if this is your vibe this is what you like to do i don't know how productive it is I know there's been people who have been able to make a lot of money off memes and stuff like that and turn Twitter into a career and social media well, into a yeah, career. But there's just a way to do it and not be fucking worthless. Like, just there are certain things that you can leave alone. Like, I, I'd understand it if all these posts online were from other people who are high school aged or younger just being stupid and young. And trying to be edgy and make people laugh. But when it's full-grown adults kicking it around constantly, like, oh, it it just gets to the point that makes you want to puke. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know almost what else to say about that. I just, I, I got it. There's only one other thing to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so th- sorry. that... And the 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 value of the person is not in him b- bouncing the basketball. Oh no! Okay, Absolutely. that's a human being who's going through a hard time, and FRPC mm-hmm. sends our complete support, our complete love, all mm-hmm. the great vibes that we can possibly give him, and also um, our prayers that strength and unity just continue to galvanize that family and that uh, there are more well wishes than there is hate out there and just concentrate on the, on the love that's out there for you. Uh, One LeBron James Jr. There's one other thing that I want to get to with this, this whole thing. Um, (laughs) LeBron James, you know, his, ears are always connected to what goes on social mm-hmm. media wise. Oh yeah, for sure. He's got what a team that's it for do sure. Do you think his response is going to be I don't he, know. Once he uh crafts it. It might end up on the shop. It might end yeah. up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I know he's yeah. shooting a documentary. I know he's shooting one. Yeah. Because I was yeah. privy to some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a this is something that I know LeBron is able to internalize and then turn into something. And I know yeah. the the response, it might not be like in your face. It might be very subtle, but there will be a response. Mm. Trust and believe there will be a response. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> there, I'm not sure what he's going to end up doing. I, I don't think it's going to be subtle though. This is this is his kid, and I think there's there's going to be some heads rolling at the end of this. I I think for sure, like especially people in larger media circles who like did didn't necessarily make jokes, but maybe resorted quite quickly to dropping him down their draft boards and stuff like that. That's I crazy, think that man. There's gonna be some insane vitriol. Like shame that. on you, like yeah, shame on you for doing that. Because mm-hmm. yesterday was not the day. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was uh, not the day for that. It just wasn't. Definitely not. You know, like what? What? It would have been what? A completely different tenor if the man would have passed away. The young man would have passed away. Then it would have been all love, right? Is that, yeah, is that what course. it would have been? That's that's the spot, I think. I I don't know, man. Just what it, whatever it was, whatever led to this, I guess maybe just like the hate for LeBron is a little stronger than I uh, maybe fully realized. Like, he, he does have... Uh, an insane amount of haters, but I didn't didn't realize it was this dark. I guess it it's a little it's a little too much for me. I I'm waiting. I think there are some people who have the opportunity to do something really good here. Like uh, Skip Bayless, I think could come out publicly and really support the young man and considering the relationship he's had with LeBron throughout the years that I think that would carry a lot of weight and would, I think set a better tenor for the conversation going forward. I know some people have started talking about it more in the way we're talking about it. Zach, Zach Lowe's most recent podcast had that uh, same sort of messaging in the beginning. So I, I think that's the way the conversation is evolving, but just the, the instant reactions were gross. And yeah. And it was gross to an eighteen-year-old kid. I, mm-hmm. I I will continue to pound that yeah. because it's important. Because we want that we want all kids, no matter what their dreams are, whether it's playing in the NBA, playing overseas, um, becoming an electrician, whatever it is. We hope that <laughs> they are filled with like just. So good self-esteem, right? And uh, that they can take on the world. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't have these kids going out there fearful of what they look like, what their shape like, what their color is. You know, do they have enough money? You know, all these things that are tied to whatever is supposed to be societal um, norms or just images of success that we're supposed to have or whatever that we're supposed to be striving towards. Yeah. Okay. I got a suggestion. Why don't we just look for joy? Just look for that. I know that's super counterintuitive to what the world is, 
got it, understand. Yeah. But uh yeah, this this was ugly. It showed mm-hmm. the worst side of social media. We just had a thing on trolling about a couple months ago. Go back and check the archive pods pods on that. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, this is uh this was this is what I was scared of when we were talking about it. It's like mm-hmm. the mob mentality that we talked about in that pod. Mm-hmm. The just the just I'm gonna stick my chest out because I got something brilliant to say. Mm-hmm. That wasn't it wasn't original. It was actually it was probably just really if you think about it, would you go back and tell your family you did that? Hey, guess what I did today? There was a young man who almost died, and I got this joke off about his draft status. Like, oh man, he just dropped like twenty selections, and then I put like a little crying, happy, crying, laughing face emoji. Man, I'm awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in your family would be really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fair, man. And if that's how you want to get engagement, you go right ahead. I'll 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 stick with my whatever amount of followers. Shouts out to the sh- shouts out to those because those have jumped up. Yeah, yeah definitely very <clears throat> and exciting. Sh- and shouts out to our YouTube channel, which seems to be doing very well. So yeah, shouts out to yeah. everybody who's getting it. We're very very happy with the love we've been getting on YouTube recently. We've had uh, more consistent views on most of our videos. At least a few people who are checking in with us all the time. And then we've had uh, a couple videos kind of catch like a little bit of the algorithm at least. And I think for the spot we're at right now, as we keep uh, getting better and putting out better content, I think we're both really happy with the feedback and engagement we've been getting to this point. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. Um, this It's been it's been great to see more and more people. I'm starting to see some Twitter followers trickle in as well. So I'm very grateful for everyone who listens and watches the pods. I I think it's been awesome, and I hope it keeps getting better going forward. And the cool thing about it is, Nico, is that it's purely organic. Like, there's been no yeah. money thrown towards moving the only thing I've done is certify myself on the X app or whatever the hell we call it now. Yeah. Twitter. X. That's what it's called. X. It's called X. Twitter. Com. It's called Twitter. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Stupid, stupid man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are so thrilled by that. So thrilled that everybody's been just going to the channel and, and doing all that. Um, let's switch gears a little bit, Nico, because I got... I got another thing that is bothering me and it involves the Los Angeles Clippers and uh, it involves their number one player, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, What are your thoughts on his tenure as a Clipper so far? Uh, Disappointing. I think there's no real other word we can use for it at this point. Um, especially seeing as he's won a ring in the other two spots he's been at, like, and hasn't came close, hasn't been to the conference finals to this point. But 
I think uh, the other word you have to use for it is almost like mystifying. Like, I, I don't understand how this guy just pulls disappearing acts on his team every single year. And it's not disappearing acts like the ones we've seen from guys in the playoffs who just stop playing well. It's disappearing acts like, okay, my ankles hurt a little bit. Uh, you're not going to see me for three weeks. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to see me for three weeks. I'm just going to leave in the middle of practice and then not show up. And I'm not sure how you can build a team with continuity like that. And uh, I guess clearly they haven't is is the, the answer. Okay. So I've had people tell me that they thought Kawhi was going to play and then two and a half hours before game time, he didn't say anything, but his people said, no, not going to happen today. Kawhi yeah. is not in a good space. Yeah. His motivation has been thrown off. I have had people tell me that there have been actual games that Kawhi has played in, then checked himself out, mm-hmm. thinking that he was preserving himself for the back-to-back to be able to play in that yeah. because it was a minutes restriction. And come to find out that the minutes restriction was also very up in the air as well because there was a mm-hmm. minute restrictions from the Clippers organization, and there was a mm-hmm. minutes restriction from Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So I've had people say that he's checked himself out of games, didn't come mm-hmm. back, and then didn't come back for the next game. Yeah. yeah At this think- point, this is what I call, this is a dereliction of duty. That's what mm-hmm. this is. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's any other way you can put it. Uh, We were talking about this a little bit before the show, but as a Rockets fan, you you look at a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, the the one negative thing he's done since he's been in Houston was this one game where he had a blow up with Christian Wood and uh, John Lucas and then left at halftime left the arena just drove off and after doing that he called the organization he apologized he took the took his one game suspension and uh now he's he's back with the team everything seemingly been on the straight and narrow since then people have been talking about this about kevin porter jr for the past two years since it happened, basically more than anything else about his game. And Kawhi Leonard has done this same thing to the Clippers like five times now, just there was no yelling beforehand because he doesn't yell at people. He just slides out the building. But no, he doesn't call the organization to be like, oh, this is where I'm going. The next day you'll get a call from like his manager's assistant. Not, well, or like Uncle Dennis's like 
fucking assistant or someone, just someone in the camp. It's not always Uncle Dennis. I've heard that as well. It's just you, you're always going to hear from someone and they're going to tell you what's going on with Kawhi. I, I just don't understand how, like, we all know this by this point. Most of this is pretty widely reported. Why do we not ever talk about how Kawhi just abandons this Clippers team? He's not done anything like this really before besides the one year in San Antonio. Though that could be understood because his injury was actually worse than the Spurs medical staff evaluated. That's been proven by a secondary medical team. He kind of lost some trust there. You kind of understood that a little. And then he forces his way out, out to Toronto, wins the title in Toronto, and then he wants to go home to the Clippers. Again, uh, you can understand all of those individual decisions. He didn't really catch much flack for it. But now, since he's been in the place he apparently wanted to be this whole time, he is going to act the most unprofessional he's acting his entire career. Like... I I really don't understand what's going to be going on at this point. He doesn't do the corporate function deals. Yeah, only ever he, did those in Toronto. He uh, he has his own medical staff who does mm-hmm. not seem to find it very important <laughs> to get information back to the no. team who is paying him. Paying him a lot of money. Mm. And I never want to go here because I've always said, players, get your bread. Get it. Get all you can. I've never said, don't get your bread. But I actually kind of do want you to kind of work a little bit for it, bro. Like, I, you yeah. know, like. Do something. Do something. Yeah. And the other thing that is so maddening about it is that you know that the Clippers have not been relevant since they've been in L.A. They've tried to make inroads against the Lakers. They can't. I understand there is a Clipper fan base out here. It's very small, but there is one. Mm -hmm. My whole thing is, is that you were the jewel to have this Clipper revival. Yeah. You have an owner who's so excitable and so mm-hmm. gregarious in his mannerisms that he would have been able to one, he would have been able to one take like, you know, you don't like the, the spotlight sort of speak. Your mm. owner would have been more than happy to do that for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it hasn't really even been on him at this point. Exactly. Like, but that's I what I'm trying to say. You have had the perfect situation. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've done. I I don't know what else they have to do to play cake. Why at this point? I think like. Or we don't anymore, Nico. Or we don't. Or we just do not do this anymore. Because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of him. I'm tired of the antics. I'm tired of whether the mystery of he's going to play or not. Or is he going to show up? Is he going to play 50? Here's the thing. At least I know with LeBron James, it's old age. 
It's not he doesn't want to do it. That man trains all the time. And I'm not saying Kawhi doesn't, but but what I'll tell you, you don't don't drag yourself on the court like that dude did. Because I'm going to tell you right now, he played with a really torn up foot. Kawhi would have never done that. Never. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you, what you said about all the work Kawhi puts in, he very well could put in the work, but we would never know because he does it by himself. And, like, the only way you get that good at basketball is definitely by putting the work in. Man, like, when he rose to this point and kept getting better at basketball every year, it was because you were putting in the work with the team and none of this was a problem. Now you're with the team you want to be in. You just, you've changed your entire game up. They, you made them trade every single asset they have to get your buddy Paul George in town. And now you're treating the organization like this. I, I seriously don't know how else they can kind of make this guy happy. And then the the final part of this whole thing, like the James Harden rumors that are coming about now, I I know James Harden has in as many years forced his way out of uh, three situations or maybe three situations in four years, whatever it was. Um, I, and I understand that being a thing like, oh, you he's just going to force his way out. It doesn't matter. But the Brooklyn spot, it was because Kyrie was doing a lot of these same things that Kawhi is currently doing, and it really pissed James off. I don't, How much happier is James going to be in L.A. if Kawhi is doing all this same shit? Like, we're, are we going to get six months of happy James? Because I don't even know if we'll get to that point. Also, there were rumors that came out that uh, James Harden was upset with the comments that Jalen Green made on the Paul George podcast about uh, the the two of them playing together. However, Jalen never actually said any of those things. He was just agreeing with Paul George, who said those things first. So does Paul George want to play with James Harden? I... I don't know. It seems like if they make this trade, it's almost like putting a rift in your locker room. And I don't know where you can go from there. I it, Does it become the James Harden and Russell Westbrook team that James Harden's always wanted to find himself on and just Kawhi and PG get out? I, I kind of think that might be the future of the Clippers at this point and I'd be terrified of that of that if I'm a Clippers fan that's that's all I can say I mean here's the thing if you traded Kawhi right now I mean it's expiring contract so you get value there but as far as the players concerned I mean probably still has some value around the league but oh yeah tell me who's putting up with that Tell me who's putting up with that, honestly. I I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, if you might... have real championship aspirations, could you go mm-hmm. to Golden State? Could there be like an Andrew Wiggins to, oh, you know what I'm talking about? 
Like I'm just yeah. asking a question. But my whole thing, I, you know how Steph I, is, man. Could you imagine this dude in Steph's locker room? Yeah, or or like Draymond too. Oh like God. I don't know. I don't know where he he would even work at this point. I got one. Um, I got one. I got one for you. Hmm. You send him to the land of misfit toys. You send him to Phoenix. There's a lot oh of brooding God. superstars there. Brooding. There's, brooding there's, superstars. Uh, what Beal for Kawhi? I, I, mean, I don't know. Just, just, you just got just some. Like, you got yeah. some stars over there that just kind of, you know, they're into their emo phase. Kevin Durant still going on Twitter Spaces. You yes, know, talking. Just going like I don't know, but I know I know a lot about one thing. We haven't seen a lot of Kawhi on the court, and they have no. not come close to a championship. And that's what they expected when he got there. And I know of one high-ranking official in that organization that is absolutely not even dumbfounded. I think the word is just completely vexed and completely incredulous. Like, I cannot believe this money is just sitting on the bench or not even showing up. Yeah. That's the, the, the verbiage that has been said to me. Yeah, it's it's a weird spot for this Clippers team to be in in general at this point. And just, it almost feels like they're getting ready for some sort of transition. I just don't know what that transition is going to be. Um, in the post-winger era, I, I wonder if we see some slightly different things from the Lawrence Frank front office. Uh, I'd be intrigued by that for sure, but you just need these guys to commit, and you're seemingly about to build the team around three guys with commitment problems. <laughs> well, I guess that you can't say that about PG. PG has thrown himself into every situation he's been in. But uh, two two guys with commitment issues, and then a Russell Westbrook, whatever. He's not. He's just a role player at this point. Um, That's called chaos. That's a chaos theory that you throw into yeah. the into the gumbo of discontent. Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely is. I uh, a cut a couple of other Clippers related things with that. I I. Heard that they'd be, apparently they're trying to figure out a way to get P.J. Tucker as well in the Harden trade. I think that would help the team out a decent amount. And I think Phoenix might be, or Phoenix Philadelphia might be willing to dump his contract because it's a little big. So that, I think that could be something that would help them long term. I also think they should really show interest in Clint Capella. He's uh, been rumored as uh, available on the block in the last few days. And I think that's the type of big that they could use, just having someone athletic who can provide a little more rim protection and then play the two-man James long-term. I know uh, they had to get rid of Capella on the James and Russ Rockets team, but I think... On this team with Russ in a smaller, more role-playing sort of uh, style, it, he'd make a lot more sense. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're so stuck on the Harden thing right now that they can't even make those mm-hmm. those other moves. I think those other moves kind of just trickle in once this is done. <clears throat> the other thing well, that yeah, we kind of talked think about they, offline. They, Well, the other thing that we talked about offline was this, is that at some point, Frank is going to have to understand that you you don't have leverage in this situation. And either A, you start being very proactive about getting a third team involved because if there's there's something in this deal that you don't want to give up, maybe there's a third team that can get involved and help you out with that. Or just give up the pieces to, to get your guy. It's a little bit different mm-hmm. in Portland because you got four years, man. It's just like, yeah. I don't care. I'll wait all day. Miami's yeah. a team that can't wait, you know, and Miami's trying to play the leverage game. It's like, he wants to come here. Great. We got four years. He can go yeah. there two, He can go there two years from now if we want. Don't make a difference mm-hmm. to us. That's true. So the Clips, That's Clippers true. to me Duh. are the desperate team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say about that Dame thing. The Blazers fans in our YouTube comments sure seem to think that uh, he might not go for another couple years. He, they they're pretty convinced he's uh, playing some sort of smoke screen and sticking around. I wish I wish that's the case. I think that'd be a whole lot of fun to see another couple of years of Dame in Portland, but I think eventually Miami's going to crack under the pressure and we're going to see the, the deal come through. Well, Jaime Jaquez will be available soon. And there it is. You yeah. know, uh, I, Pat Riley I tried to pull a fast him. one. No, I mean, but see, Pat mm-hmm. Riley tried to pull a fast one and, and sign him real quick so he wouldn't be part yeah. of the deal. But lo and behold, Hami Hakez Jr. becomes available for trade very shortly. So then you can go ahead and throw that part in the deal. Yeah. And that's what Portland's waiting on. And others, Mm -hmm. and other stuff. But trust and believe, Hami Hakez Jr. is going to be a Portland trailblazer out of this deal. Oh. So. Yeah. Due to Pat Riley's chagrin or whatever, but yeah, I would think that was mm-hmm. that's another reason for the holdup as well. Um, I think that's about it. People on X or Twitter or whatever, chill mm-hmm. out. Like literally, like like literally, think before you tweet. Like honestly, do something. Just like, relax. Do you got uh, some other? What's these grid things that you guys do? Tell them about that. That's what they should do instead of. Shitting oh, on Brody James. Crossover. You know what I'm saying? Do listen, do the grids. Mm-hmm. Play Wardle. <laughs> I know people don't play that anymore. I'm like two years past the deal. I got it. I understand uh, no, that. Yeah, go back to it. A bit of a, it's, got, it's got a bit of a resurgence lately, actually. What's that? What was that game that everybody played for a long time? Farmville or whatever? That's old school. That's way old oh, school. Yeah. That's probably yeah. before your time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's not before. That's like 06. Okay, so yeah, go back to Farmville, get some crops, mafia wars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, get you, yeah, go get a hobby, 
And let our guy, LeBron James Jr., convalesce and get himself together. Prayers up to LeBron James Jr. and the family. Nico, uh, anything else before we go? Uh, No, I I double everything you said there. Uh, Again, I'm just sorry, Bronny. And uh, I hope we see this Clippers trade sooner rather than later. Thanks to everyone for watching. Oh, you can find me oh, on sure. Twitter at NicoFRPC. You can find Vince on Twitter at FrontRunnerPC. Please follow us there. We need follows and we need uh, mm-hmm. subscribers and keep on glowing on up the YouTube. YouTube channel. So this is our plugs mm-hmm. for all our stuff, right? And for that That's being it. said, there will be a Friday pod. On that Friday pod, there will be more basketball, more yeah. draft Guys, I hit like mm-hmm. pretty like the top end with this last one. So we still got some middle yeah. and some back end to do. And then I want to kind of okay. move into team overall deals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the next the next phase we're going into. Sweet. So for the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of one Loretta Curran. R.I.P. We are out of here. And y'all have a good hump day. We are out. Deuce. Done. <laughs> <laughs>